0: Welcome to new in Nashville. This is your host Elam Freeman. I'm a commercial real estate broker and yoga instructor based in Nashville, Tennessee. And I am a Nashville native who has spent time living in Los Angeles and Washington DC. I have also traveled to all 50 states and visited nearly every US metropolitan city bigger than Nashville. I am crazy about Nashville's growth and want natives, newcomers, and tourists to have the knowledge they need to keep up with our city's pace. It is with much excitement that I introduce Sam and Jerusa, owners of Cocos Dairy Free Ice Cream. Sam and Jerusa are both musicians and they met here in Nashville. I met Sam at the Inner Light Yoga grand opening in spring of 2017 and we started working together shortly thereafter. I am a big fan of their product and can personally say it is some of the best ice cream I have ever had. Everyone was excited when the soda parlor started carrying their ice cream last summer. Now they have opened up a Cocos to Go shop at Porter East and anticipation continues to build for a full on scoop shop. So with that, let's jump right in. Hi Hi. Thanks for coming on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Here. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about your story and learn more about the ins and outs of Cocos.
1: Yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, let's just start off. I'd love to know why, so neither one of you are from Nashville. So why did you move here and um, kind of what caused you to make that leap?
2: I, mean, I you've done. been here longer, so... Okay, I'll
1: start. <laughs> so it was 1964. No, <laughs> so, um, I moved to Nashville for music, like a lot of people. Um, long story short, I've made a connection. Um, I had a CD manufactured here, and the guy called me, and he said... Your, your CD is horrible, but we love your voice. Would you be willing to come down to Nashville and re-record some, some demos here? So I was like, yeah, <laughs> came down. And he was right. The, the, the recording was horrible. And, uh, and we had a great time. That was my first introduction to Nashville. Like, and I was quickly humbled. You know, I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And there, there's a music scene, but not a music industry. So like, to learn about the music industry, it just seemed like I need to do this. And I had graduated from college. And I was like, I'm, I'm heading down. And um, I've been here ever since. Just and again, not to to sum it all up. Like it's been a good career. Like I've had some cool things happen. I was signed to a development deal uh, with RCA, and had a record deal with Warner Brothers Ryko, and um, I've been making music until. I mean, I'm still making music, but Coco's has taken full effect uh, this past (laughs) year. yeah well
2: same thing music music brought me to nashville um about let me see seven years ago seven to six years ago i had made the decision to um kind of get back into music i've always sang and danced as a child um teenager and very much involved and in, like my high school, like the music, the music department. Um, and then went off to a different city, uh, started working and then moved to, to Amsterdam, um, and, um, started studying psychology. Um, and then, yeah, like after a while I started missing, uh, my, my music. I kind of yeah, I took a different path and felt like I should, I should why am I not singing anymore? So, um, I decided to pick it up and uh, started writing and started learning how to play the guitar, um, posted some videos on YouTube, and then I crossed paths with uh, one of the most famous uh, female artists in the Netherlands. Um, and started, um, talking and, hey, yes. back. hi What's Hi, I'm right. Sorry, I'm never over here, in the middle of interview, you never even noticed Never not. <laughs> so I remember you saying we started some
0: stuff on YouTube and, uh, Right, you got- yes. But you
1: should say what just, uh, that was pretty awesome, what just happened during our interview.
2: What just happened? <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: our door was unlocked.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're
1: not open today. And a friend, mm-hmm. customer, came, came in, in and,
2: and um,
1: got some ice cream.
2: Yeah, that happens. <laughs> she's going to give you all publicity because she's yeah, a she's, health coach. I
1: know. She's, she's great, yeah. She's really great.
2: Yeah. Um, Thanks yeah, for coming, good. Virginia. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so your question was, What brought you to Nashville? Right. So, same as Sam, uh, music. uh, About six years ago is when I first came to Nashville. Um, At the time, I had signed um, uh, a publishing deal with Universal Music, and actually, like, I was I before I signed that uh, deal. um, I had only like recently decided to get back into music. And so everything happened really fast Um, and met a songwriter from Brooklyn and went to New York and uh, started writing with him and then asked him, like, you know, um, I want to explore, you know, um, more of the music scene in the United States, either I'm thinking Nashville or L.A. and just asked him for some advice and he said, you know what, like I have friends in both places and awesome writers and producers, but... For you, I think Nashville would be uh, such a great fit because it's a very friendly city. Um, people are very welcoming. And you should just, I could you know, shoot some people um, an email and tell them about you and see if they're interested. And so he did and I got res- responses back and set up writing sessions. And yeah, I booked a flight from New York to here and an Air- not an Airbnb wasn't the thing back then, uh, uh bed and breakfast, <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, I arrived at the bed and breakfast, I got out the, the cab, no Uber, um, and, um, I just had this crazy sense of belonging, I felt like, um, just, like, either... I've been here before, or, like, this is, I'm supposed to be here. And I've never experienced that. Um, and that week was really magical for me. Uh, extended my trip with another week, and then went back home to Amsterdam and had written, like, 14 songs in, in 14 days. Wow. Um, so that was, that left such an impression, and obviously, um, you know, felt like there's something there and I have to continue this and try to, you know, go back as much as I can. And I was still studying psychology at the time. Um, so in every break, we have more breaks there and here. I would um, would set up writing sessions in Nashville and come back and done that for a couple years. Um, and then I finally decided um, to move here move, move here. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and now I'm here.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. When you came and stayed the first time, what bed and breakfast did you stay?
2: Uh, it was right off, it was the Linden Manor. Okay. I don't know if you ever like, heard of it. I it's guess. it's right off the 12th South. Okay, cool. So, right and, the and it was, Yeah, you. but, it, I mean, it wasn't the 12th South, you know now, or, but it was, still, Frothy was there, um, and back in, at the, uh, then like all of the people I was working with would like get their coffee there and hang out there. Um and so I would run into them every morning. Um like when I was getting my coffee, like, yeah. Oh my God, I just wrote with you. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that was and now it's now it's different to right. but um it very much was like the, the music scene hung out in there. Yeah. So yeah, um Was that
0: the question? Yes. Yeah. No, no, You got it. And then how did you guys meet? Uh, uh, At a show. Okay. (laughs)
2: Cool. Yeah. It was funny. Like in the six years that I had been coming here, um, somehow ran in a lot of the same circles as Sam did, but we never met. Yeah. Like a lot of my friends and like music contacts are where people he worked with, were, was friends with. Um, and somehow, like, we never met. And then at this show, um, I was with all my friends, and apparently that. They were all my friends. <laughs> they were all his friends. <laughs> um,
1: and I was like, who's this person with all of my friends that i never
0: met? <laughs> The rest is history. Yeah. Yes. No, but
1: we did, like, the typical, like, you know, started talking about music and did the, you know, let's get together and write a song. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously my friends spoke really highly. Oh, my gosh, Drew's is amazing. And she already knew how amazing I was. <laughs> 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 All of my awesome friends saying, hey, it's radio, right? We can say what we want. Um, no, but... But we did We wrote a song That was kind of Our first hang Was literally like Just getting to know Each other through music Yeah It was pretty cool
2: It was really cool It was just strange For the both of us Like I think When we met It was very um, Sort of serendipitous Right Like And even writing That first song Like just how That song Truly wrote itself And I think um, Yeah That to me Was kind of Sign of like being kindred spirits, Um, and just the fact that we've been moving in the same circles for so long and finally met and and just had such a a good connection. Don't cry. No,
0: that's
1: true. Don't make
0: me cry. So Music was such a big part of your life. How has that shifted now that you started Coco's? And what percentage of your time are you spending on Coco's versus on music
1: these days? Uh, well, Not we always difficult. talk about that. Like yeah. the interesting thing about music and starting Coco's is that we found a lot of similarities in in it all, which doesn't sound like it makes sense. Except that, like Drews and I, like as musicians, you are you are your own entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like so you're always thinking Absolutely. of you know how to push forward and you figure out everything you're like you know whatever the saying is a a jack of all trades um and then ice cream you still get that same sort of feeling as we create what we created you put it out to the world just like music just like a song and you get feedback and like hopefully you're making the world a more beautiful place you know and you see people come back smiling happy it's that same sort of familiar feeling that we've Absolutely. always had with music
2: yeah you Yeah, you bring people together yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and definitely the the, the the part the creation part is that has a lot of similarities like you yeah you have to be able to, to just make up something out of nothing and um, become a specialist in something and be brave enough to put it out there. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of how much time... Well, I did make a conscious decision when we started uh, Coco's to kind of um, cut back on my solo music time. Um, which I kind of needed mm-hmm. also, like, personally just to step back, because it can get really intense uh, pursuing a solo career in music, Um, and we formed a duo while we formed Cocos, Mm -hmm. and so in our spare time, in our free time that we do have, we actually write together, Um, and it's very relaxing, (laughs) and it's a lot of fun, and so I feel like we're just how do you say it? Killing two birds
1: Yeah.
0: one yeah. stone. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know that's great. Yeah, the duo is called a man and a woman, and we don't have any music out okay. yet. We have some recordings that we're about to put something out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it is it is fun.
2: It's super fun. <laughs>
1: cool. Yeah, like we yeah. go home like after making ice cream and you know pick up a guitar and just. To kind of do what we did from the beginning you know it's nice to you know find the time to to, to create more yeah. and
2: then like I think right now we're, we're in very much in the writing stage and sometimes we'll record some demos or go into a studio and actually record something um we don't really have time right now to like perform a lot we do like an occasional like songwriters festival Mm -hmm. where it's like vacation and music performing at the same time Right. Um, so we do like that way we try to manage our time and um, we I mean I still want to put out my solo music but you know it'll it won't have like the main focus of my time Mm -hmm. right now yeah yeah, um, it's
0: neat that you guys can do everything
2: together. And yeah, just... and we still like each other. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, we <laughs> were talking about that like the other day. Like, oh my gosh, like we spend so much time together and working on different projects together, mm-hmm. and and we still really like and love each other. it it's yeah. awesome. It <laughs> yeah. was awesome. Cool. Sounds really yeah. quiet. Like. <laughs> <laughs> mm
1: hmm. <laughs>
0: Well, and for both music and ice cream, I guess it was last summer on some local television, yeah. so I think I remember seeing it. Oh my gosh, like, yeah. that was so fun. Yeah, we were on the WSMB.
1: WSMB, yeah. yeah. That was fun. We literally, like, they had us on doing the Cocoa segment where we were in our little aprons making ice cream uh-huh. for them, and then you know, we switched clothes and went uh-huh. on stage. It's my like dress on,
2: my <laughs> red lipstick on, and... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> a song
0: I love that <laughs> that was so fun yeah I feel like there's it's like a true Nashville entrepreneur is like <laughs> <laughs> creating yeah, for sure yeah just having something to do with music and then like creating something else on the side as well so yeah. I, I don't know if focus is so much on the side anymore but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like yeah. Yeah. music on the side we're um,
1: joking we're gonna get a guitar not joking it's gonna happen we're gonna have a guitar right there so that in our downtime, we can still...
2: Yeah, or, or, I write. mean, there's so many musicians coming in. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. And that we know, too. Right. Right. Feel
1: free to grab a guitar and sing us a song. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: love that. I <laughs> go
1: to the entertainment. Yeah. you do
0: not to schedule it. Um So tell me a little, <laughs> little bit about where the name Cocos came from.
2: Right. Yeah. Funny story. <laughs> <So> funny. <laughs> well... Um, um, we were kind of in a hurry getting the business registered. Didn't have a name yet, um, and but there was like so many facets that we needed to focus on, and Sam was really like stressing me out about the name. Like, really think about the name. I, don't think of the name. I
1: registered probably like twenty <laughs> random names. And I asked Bruce all the time, like, what do you think of this? She's like, eh, I don't know. I don't even remember some like you know like stuff like you know Coco Dream or Dream. Screen you know, like anything I could come up with. Right. And then one of them was Lulu's. Lulu's. And then that's which I'm glad now because we didn't for many reasons, but then Lulu yeah. obviously yeah. opened the next year. Right. But we had Lulu's ice cream and I that's like I just registered I all the business.
2: I was like, no. Yeah. Like really?
1: Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Like, I mean,
2: no, this is that's not that's not the name. It's just it just is mm-hmm. Give me five minutes. <laughs> Um, and then I, th- I thought it, I thought about it and called back, or I don't know how if we yeah. were I don't know if we remember call you back, <laughs> call me back um, and said what about cocos? He said cocos. What's what's cocos? K O K O S. Um, said well, it's actually Dutch for coconut flavored, and since we're making coconut based ice cream, like that makes sense, right? And then, like the lettering of it all, like I already like saw it, like how. Space it all out and would work like visually. Yeah. Uh I was like, he was kind of mad at me for like. Why that. did you
1: not say this like
2: <laughs> a month
1: ago before I spent a ton of time and money registering nothing? <laughs> and then, so like, literally, but as she was talking about like Coco's. I was on the computer looking up the domain Coco's Ice Cream and it was open. Grab that, then we went on social media and grabbed. All the social everything handles, was everything was available. Everything like, just like
2: wow, yeah. okay, that's the name, that's it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, We've looked in the uh, trademarking, um, it's, if we, we may, mm-hmm. um, but it's also a descriptive term, so it might not even be trademarkable, which doesn't really matter these days for some things. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a great name. Yeah, yeah,
2: uh-huh. yeah. and yeah, that's because I'm, I'm from the Netherlands,
0: right. <laughs> I know that the um, process of making the ice cream and all the ingredients and uh, the recipes are proprietary, but from a high-level perspective from someone who has only consumed ice cream and hasn't ever tried to make it themselves, can you guys kind of give a snapshot of what that looks like and maybe the time involved it takes from beginning to end? Sure. Yeah.
2: Um, well, yeah, you need a, You need a, obviously a liquid batter to turn the ice cream with <laughs> and an ice cream machine. Um, that's
1: all I can say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <At the end. laughs>
1: Liquid batter ice cream
2: <laughs> No, but it, you know, every every ice cream um, consists out of like uh, a cream base, a sweetener, an emulsifier, and um uh,
1: stabilizer the, stabilizer,
2: sorry. Um and, but then, like, working with uh, coconut milk um, th- does behave differently than, you know, uh, regular milk. So um, we really had to dive in and research and really get, you know, um, specialists in this. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we found um, our proportions and uh, certain tricks and, um, to make it into what it is, um, and, uh, keeping a high standard on, like, uh, ingredients and quality,
1: um, well, at the same the...
2: time, and, and keeping it very simple. Yeah, I think forward. that's the best that part goal. about our recipe, is that
1: it's very simple. Like, it's not, you know, the ingredients, I and mean, we can tell you some of them, it's just organic coconut milk, pink Himalayan salt, Evaporated mm-hmm. organic cane sugar. And then um, it's an Indian cluster bean guar gum. And so, like, the, the ingredients themselves are... But what we do with the ingredients is kind of the, the, the trick of how we... Yeah. How we... Again, the formula and temperatures and all the things happening. And, like, there's some chemistry in it. Absolutely. But ultimately, it comes down to, like, our palates. You know, at the end of the day, it's yeah. like, Bruce and I, we test the ice cream, the texture, everything... And all of those proportions are come to our finish. Like, what do we like? Mm-hmm. And it really was, like, the goal was how we make this taste and feel like real ice cream. Right. Because, like, we say like when you go to the store and you buy the dairy-free off the shelf at the grocery store, I mean, there's a couple of things. Like, it's not that great, but it can't be that great because for ice cream to travel through trucks and systems and things like that, like, you have to use more stabilizers right. and just additives that yeah
2: I guess I mean that great. part of it you can still make great ice cream I guess like for being in a grocery store and have, having to produce it in such a mass scale and having and still having profitable margins um like a lot of those manufacturers choose to um uh com- like how do you say a compromise yeah make compromises great. in their ingredients and um to be able to sell it for six dollars right you mm-hmm. know um, and I guess with us making it here, a small batch, um, selling it like the week after you make it, every day after you make it. Um,
1: and now all the raids, you know, with the zero calorie or low calorie ice creams, like we're reading about Halo Top. Like it's obviously a nice It's what they did is phenomenal. How they broke into the market like they did in the people eating, but. When you look at the ingredients of what you're putting in your body, like I don't know if you know what agave inulin is. I don't. I didn't either.
2: Now we do. But now yeah. we do. And <laughs> um,
1: a theranol, like there's these sweeteners that they're using that... Like, that
2: your body doesn't recognize as calories.
1: And they call it a prebiotic fiber. Like it sounds like, oh, that sounds good. But really what it is is your body has no idea what to do with it, so it doesn't even digest it. It doesn't absorb it. It does nothing. So it's like, what are you eating? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mostly like the ingredients is it's mostly literally water and air. And like air. The overrun in Halo Top is really high, so you're buying a pint of water, air, uh, Seasoners that are undigestible. <laughs> yeah. And this is like really that's the answer that we're coming to. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to create again real ice cream. Yes, there there's real sugar in it, but it's a dessert. Yeah. Yes, there is saturated fat, but it's it's vegetable saturated fat, like the good fat. It's the coconut meat. kind, and that's um,
2: great for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We still just wanted we wanted it to be ice cream mm-hmm. and a treat, you yeah. know, and um, which you should consume in moderation. Right. You know, with anything. Yeah. Um, we are um, developing two different lines, though. Um, that we will we, we're not sure exactly how like where we're going to sell it and how but um, one is inner beauty and the other one is inner strength mm-hmm. and the inner strength one um, you know will be more geared toward um, like a sugar um,
1: alternatives yeah uh-huh.
2: so and
1: protein like well it'll be like okay. a, our version of Halo Top but it'll have real stuff in it
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then inner, awesome. inner beauty will be more geared toward, like,
0: gut health um, and adaptogens
2: and stuff like that, and awesome. antioxidants.
0: And I love that, because, I mean, what dessert shop do you hear talking about those type of things? <laughs> but, like the only time I hear that is, like, when I walk into a juice bar. So it's really <laughs> yeah. neat to see that overlap and where you're bridging that gap. Mm. It's cool. <laughs> Um With – I know that you guys put so much – thought and care into the ingredients that you use and even I feel like any every time I talk to you it's like we're making homemade you know ice cream cones and like so many areas it would just be easy to cut corners and you know it yeah I guess I've just been really impressed with like how intentional you all are about the ingredients Mm -hmm. that you use and I just wanted to know if there's ever been temptation especially being in this industry where there probably is a lot of cutting corners and a lot of just like making thing advertising things in a way that they might not really be right um is that ever you guys ever kind of had to face that in order to like cut your costs down or um how do you kind of deal with that temptation i suppose yeah
2: right well we do make sure in every like um flavor we come up with that it, it needs, um, like the, the margins we need. Um, but we don't, we don't, um, how do you say that? We, yeah, we, I don't know. What's your answer to <laughs> Sorry, my, my,
1: uh, food, brain, brain, my fo- food? Brain, food, uh, We've yet to, like, compromise the We did a lot of research with the ingredients that we we used to, to try and, again, find... Even even with a coconut milk, different brands of coconut milk taste different. They, 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 they do. Ours are organic. They come from Thailand. I mean, down the road, like, something that we could do to cut costs would be a direct distribution deal with a coconut farm. Yeah. Like, that's, like, if we grow to the side right. we want to, like, we would love to be able to yeah. actually go and see yeah. a farm and, and know where these are sourced from. Yeah. But for now, it's... For now,
2: like, we, yeah, we don't have to, and we don't want to, and, but the thing is, like, when we, um, are able to grow, like, we're going to be able to have better deals, like, for mm-hmm. our thank we want, and, um, um, yeah.
1: yeah. But right now, it's, like, we're just, like, a typical, I guess, food service business. Like, we buy wholesale, uh, where we can, as many, as much as we can <laughs> afford yeah. for that. You know, it's still done, like, on a weekly, monthly basis, like, as we're calculating out how much ice cream we're making that week. Now, we did just buy a new machine, which is going to increase our production, like, I think, almost five times as much ice cream per hour, which is awesome. That's great news, because they've been selling out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's... So stuff like that, like, yes, our, our all of our costs are going to go up, but eventually... Down when we can order, like you said, more of what we need. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, That makes me think too. So, when you are like developing your recipes, do you just go to Whole Foods or like do you just to buy little things or do you kind of know enough in advance you can buy stuff in wholesale? Both. Both. Yeah.
1: A lot of the experimenting has to happen like on the spot. Like, if Mm -hmm. we're like, what do we want to try this week? Then we may run to. Whole Foods or Trader or, Joe's or yeah. Publix, if they have something, you know. But we, uh, once we know what we want, then we'll look into the prices of yeah uh, bulk. Right, right, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Cool.
0: And in terms of, um, I know you guys we've talked some before about how, you know, you want this to be a place that's for everybody, and how you want someone who loves has loved dairy ice cream their whole life to feel welcome and not feel skeptical and vice versa and I'd love to just hear a little bit more about where that philosophy came from and why you all chose to take the dairy free route um, and as much as you want to share your kind of personal health goals and philosophy around that oh you want me to answer it? yes
2: yeah. <laughs> you're good
1: at
0: this I'm like good at
2: question this. well I guess like t- for, for me personally like in general in life, um, I I found out for, for me that um, I always want people to be um, seen and heard and loved and accepted. Like, that's like my, um, if I have a goal in life, that's probably my goal in life. And so I guess with everything that I choose to spend my time on, I, I you know, I would love for that to to shine through. And with having, you know, making a product that anybody can consume, you know, that, that's 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 kind of um I can't. <laughs> I can't
1: no, it's good.
0: Meeting your goals.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and and it, it it is all inclusive and you don't have to break up, you know, um, you know, a friend group or whatever cuz somebody don't doesn't want to eat dairy or can't tolerate dairy or whatever. Um, you can just and, and and if you if you are if you are very serious about your ice cream intake and you're very very passionate about ice cream, you can actually come in and be impressed and enjoy this ice cream, even though it's not made from dairy. Um, and, um, I guess for us, uh, putting a product into the world that doesn't involve, um, the dairy industry, um, feels just really good to us because everybody knows like how, um, terrible, it's really, like, I don't really have to sugarcoat that. It's...
1: Surprisingly, a lot of people don't know how... Well... <laughs> or they don't want to want know. Want to know,
0: maybe. Yeah. yeah. If um, people want to become more educated, are there any documentaries or anything that you guys recommend?
2: I mean, I would say, what the hell?
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I know that one gets a lot of flack from people, like, uh, like oh, it's a bunch of... BS. It's... It's I am obviously you can read between the lines on anything, but mm-hmm. it was really really informative and transformative uh, yeah. to us and to a lot of people who've seen that film. Yeah. yeah.
2: Even, yeah, even if you look at it, you know, with a skeptical eye, you, you, you can't deny, like, the facts. Right. Like, you know?
1: Yeah. You all dairy explain. farms do the same, whether it's a big, huge one or a small one, they all have a pregnant m- mom cow mm-hmm. <laughs> that the that baby they inseminate. Yeah, like it's it this is this just happened. This is that's how it worked.
2: Mm, calf it, gets taken away. Yeah. yeah
1: to not contribute to that does feel good. Right. That's great. And to have like yeah. you know I think that's a good question. I think we're going to get that asked like, well, do you ever think about offering a dairy option? Like, why not? Like there's a lot of dairy ice cream shops that offer the vegan option. Which we think is that's a great step in the right direction but what, why would we want to add or go backwards when exactly. we have a chance to just be done with it mm-hmm. and move forward. Right. And then for us like we say from our brand like Coco's like we wanted to create the best vegan ice cream like and we say this like you wouldn't go to a barbecue joint to get the best plant based dish. You know you just wouldn't. Right. You don't need to go to an ice cream shop to try and get a vegan ice cream like come to the the people that are specialized really specialized there. in
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love that you all launched in Nashville. I mean, obviously this is your home, but that's one thing that I feel really passionate about right now is that Nashville has a lot of opportunity because there's so many people moving here from all over the country, all over the world, from places that had options. You know, they have multiple dairy-free ice cream Mm -hmm. spots that they could choose from in New York and LA. Now they're moving here and they're gonna be looking for that. And I think anyone who's seizing on those opportunities where there's not where there is a kind of a hole in the market is uh, really thinking innovatively and capitalizing on Nashville's future.
2: Right, yeah. I guess for us it was perfect timing yeah. to, to do it because we, we've seen the city change. Even in like the small six years that I've been coming here, it's been changing drastically. Um, and yeah, like we, we thought, we literally thought, we felt like there wasn't a place to get, you know, to go out and get ice cream for everyone mm-hmm. there wasn't. Yeah. Um, and so once we found out how to make the best vegan ice cream, thought we need to we need to introduce this and do it fast you know and and we actually get a lot of people from outside of Nashville mm-hmm. you know who now moved here from Austin Texas and Portland and New York and Denver, all the Denver, cities that,
1: that absolutely yes. and like
2: they come in and say, we're so happy you're here because we just moved and we couldn't find anything and so happy that you know you guys do this like something like that and and, and national natives who, you know, people who are dairy intolerant. And there is, if you look at, like, the the numbers, like, that 75% of the world population, wow. which is dairy intolerant in one form or another. Right. Um, so there's a lot of national natives out here who just can't go out to have ice cream, you know, with their families. Or, and we get a lot of those, too. Right. You know, we had... We already had so many families coming in, like, this is the first time a great little Johnny can go out and have ice cream. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: So there I mean, are not a lot of kids. Totally. Yeah. It's intolerant. Yeah, I remember, like, when I was growing up, I would have friends that had to, like, take their lactose pills <laughs> and then, so they could, like, go to a oh birthday party. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, so <laughs> like, you guys are like, breaking down this yeah. barrier. It's really cool. That's
1: my nephew, Jack. He's like that. Oh, he yeah. take back to... And he would still eat it and then feel like crap just because his friends were eating pizza and eating. <laughs> pizza. Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's like what type of message is that sending to kids? Yeah, that like they have to compromise their health to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about in terms of? I know you guys have such a great design and such great branding, and I think a lot of that is credit to your Jer- to your and your <laughs> um. Just kind of vision and your eye for design but how have you guys managed that and what have you um decided to outsource versus kind of keep in house and do it yourself right and what are your plans I know a lot of it right now is do it yourself but yes. what are some of the first things that you would outsource from a business perspective down the line
2: um let me think but I guess I don't know like our brand is so much um us as well you know we we are very much incorporated within our brand and you know visually in our social media Um, so I think that we would always like be involved like that and then um, stylistically for the brand like I can't see myself like taking myself out of the equation I just yeah I'm just I don't know like I Obviously I come from Europe and um like design is like a big part of the of culture, you know. I've like, traveled um, you know, in Amsterdam itself, but you know, Denmark and Danish Danish design and stuff like that. Um, like you can't really find that here in Asheville, um, that easily. Um, so I think I would always stay involved in that. But like having like we wanted to be very hands-on in this first space, oh. actually, like painting the floors, right. you know, and, and and painting the walls, and and um, picking out every little detail because um, we wanted people to feel that, like, mm-hmm. because you know, like when you start a small business with just the two of you, um, you. There's you know you need the support of uh, the community. And I think when the, when people see that you put all of you in it, you know they they want to be a part of your story and want to support it and want to see it succeed. you know and and, and I, th- I think that um, people, that's what made pe- makes people decide between like going to a chain. Or going to support a local business, right. um, and and for our experience, it was important to to be very hands on and um, you know be very yeah. very invested in it.
1: Yeah, this like, whole thing, I have it, the it,
2: memories of that too. Like you know, us goofing around, throwing like, yeah. paint at each other. Like
1: yeah, it's it's, it's our life. You us. Know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think like a lot of business, you know, you can hire help to be cool you know it's like you know hire a design firm whatever you do like to but Jerusa like had it in her head like she would sit on the couch and sketch pictures of like the wall mm-hmm. this wall is pretty close to what you drew on a piece of paper mm-hmm. you know like months ago right <clears throat> and i think and that again that was really important that it is like you do see us in the yeah and the, the colors and and from my like take on is like I love Drew's taste so like it was really easy to just always trust that you know like where her head's going <clears throat> like if I had any job and then it was just making a choice what do you think about this or this mm-hmm. you know, I like that one I guess
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> absolutely because yeah. I would have like color how
1: do you call those Waves yeah like the palettes like Calettes. from lows uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and, like, and then there would be like a lot of nuances and then like just like my brain just couldn't like decide <laughs>
1: yeah but now i'd be like this one <laughs> <Yeah>. this one <laughs> yeah but this one is a
2: little warmer and that one is a little more i don't know yeah. It's never ending <laughs> right. you know? and then like having a partner he's just like you know what i trust you but on this, let's just decide right now.
0: Right. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, I know that's huge. I feel like that kinda of goes back to what you were talking about with like if like I come away from your solo music career mm-hmm. and like wanted to do more of a team thing. Absolutely. And I'm sure it's a lot of the same.
2: Yeah, it feels really great to, you know, um just combine forces. Yeah. And yeah. and and come up come out with something that something that Better than you would have done by yourself.
1: Right. We yeah. really do both have different, like, st- strengths and weaknesses. Really and I do great. think that's important in any business that you identify that, acknowledge it, yeah. and it's okay. Right. Like, it's okay Absolutely. that I will never, ever paint a wall three colors of pink <laughs> in my life on my own. <laughs> but, like, together, like, guys, now I see it. You know? like, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah and then Sam like um, we both like before music we both studied uh, different things Sam studied biology I studied psychology Um, so we are both like learning uh, I guess Sam is uh, what's awesome about his how his brain works is he dives in and doesn't like go until he knows everything about it you know and um, I think that helps in moving things forward really fast
1: uh-huh. um, it also causes yeah. me to be looking at a screen non-stop yeah. <laughs> which is, yeah. but no you're right like, yeah. I've always been that way like if I want to learn something like I don't like to just know a little like oh I kind of know it's like I have to know everything and, and in, in like record time <laughs> you know like in yeah. four days I'm going to learn everything about how ice cream is made, and now <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna begin the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's great. I know. I mean, whenever you're in a business, you have to have those two personalities that complement each other, and it's yeah. So great when you find that, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like that whole one plus one equals three thing. Like yeah. you guys yes. can do more together and produce more together than you could separately. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, I don't know, everything about this felt. It's just like what are the odds you know mm. like, like meeting and doing the stuff we do together like it feels very like serendipitous. yeah it's it's weird like all of like like the small details of you know choices in life and where you worked or where you didn't work or where, like individually like from each other and then like seeing how all of those small experiences led to this and like how we can capitalize on those Choices that you thought never meant anything—it's um, kind of mind blowing. It leaves you kind of feeling like
1: it's exactly that when you <laughs> think about. Like if I wouldn't have met Jerusa, I mean, like you said, like you may have started some sort of culinary thing down the road. Like it's it was in the in, health of something.
2: Yeah. yeah, it
1: was in her family. Like, but for me, it was like, did I ever in a million years think about, you know? Becoming an ice cream maker nah. company thing like wasn't nah. really even in my in the ether, <laughs> and but then as soon as we got to talking and like yeah. then it was like that's this and then it became fascinating like yeah. oh yeah like we can do this yeah and then it became like obsessive compulsive
2: <laughs> <laughs> figuring it out
1: and then like and then the whole thing like snowballing. So so well, yeah, like, I
2: think yeah really I think fun. we the combination of yeah for our life paths and our personality traits and the timing of everything um made us keep moving forward on things yeah and and uh yeah even though things were unsure or whatever like how are we gonna do this and are we really doing this all those questions we had right. regardless we went forward right um cause I think and that was a big change for me personally in my life to be like you can have concerns and fears and doubts, but at the same time, you can still move forward. Right. You can always say, if you don't like it, don't do it. Yeah. And that's some. That's a big change in my, like, my personal life. Yeah. That, and for me, that's, like, one of the biggest, uh, like, personal accomplishments that I've gained from moving to Nashville and doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. It's really neat to, you know, just go a little deeper then. And I hope that listeners you know, hearing this first of all will make them wanna come in the story even more. But like I just think it's having a deeper understanding behind the story gives it so much meaning to an experience that you have when you're eating the ice cream and like it's so (laughs) cool to hear the passion behind it and how the growth journey that it's been for both of you guys personally and as a couple and um I'm just really excited for everything that y'all are going to do in Nashville and beyond. And yeah. um, we're is sitting right here in the store right now, and they have um, card and crypto only <laughs> listed. So if you want to buy ice cream with your cryptocurrency, yes, you Coco's is the place to come.
1: We have a bit pay, so you can <clears throat> pay us with your bitcoins.
0: Absolutely.
1: point uh, zero 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 zero. <laughs> For <laughs>
0: Bitcoins. oh my gosh well I guess to finish up I just wanted to ask you guys um, what in Nashville do you think is most under the radar or underrated that Nashvilleians or visitors here should know about it can be a place, a person or a product um, but something you want to highlight another business, another person um, that people should check out
1: Hmm. I mean businesses I, I, my first thought went to like the nature stuff of just things like I know like when I first moved to Nashville like if Radnor Lake and Percy Warner just like I I feel like so many people don't know about that but then there's so many people that come to Nashville and they hear about right like, oh, where's this Radnor Lake and like this is part of just getting away from everything <laughs> that was something I would recommend to everybody
2: wow. um, yeah and I, I would say like you you do have a choice like when you come to the city um to either go to chains or like seek out awesome local small businesses and you know find out what they have to offer and talk to the people you know work their own own it um and uh, yeah keep them in business <laughs> Yeah.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. we say Cafe Rose all the time as a, as a newer business that, mm-hmm. again, we, we love the place and we love the owner. Like, she's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Right from the first meeting here, she just has the right kind of energy that we just want to be around.
2: Right. And then there is, you know, like so many places that are being built right now mm-hmm. that we're excited about. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that aren't here yet. Yes. Um, like, uh, we work... Out of a, a commissary kitchen uh-huh. run by Laura and her husband Grant, and they're just an extraordinary, exquisite couple, and just excellent people. And yeah. and what they have done, like creating um, Citizens Kitchen, Citizen right. Kitchen, is um, helping you know local entrepreneurs start their business and grow it. And they've had so much success. And, you know, people who start out with a food truck or a food bike or whatever it is, a catering business, and then, you know, have them launch a physical location. Mm. And we're one of them, you know? And, um, yeah, like...
1: Yeah, that's a great shout-out to Citizen. Because, yes, if you're an entrepreneur trying to open up a a food-related business what a great stepping stone and like you said they can yeah. seven great people yeah
2: yeah and, and what I was going, what, what I was getting at is that they're actually building um, a new kitchen in East Nashville which will have the whole food hall on top of it and then awesome. their own like citizen kitchen little market so you know all the people who cook out of the basement the kitchen will be able to have their products there and then actually one of our friends at the kitchen um, who owns a taco truck, Taco Maria, he'll be having a full-on restaurant in the food hall, mm-hmm. and he started out you know, with Laura, right? Yeah. Um, so it, that, that kind of stuff is amazing. I like, know that if you choose to come here and, and choose local, that you know, you're know you supporting this whole ecosystem of, uh, of entrepreneurs and, and people like Laura making it all possible, Laura and Rand, yeah.
0: That's amazing. It's really cool. I love what they're doing over there and just all the businesses that have come out of their um, their kitchen and great to hear about what they're doing. Yeah. And East Nashville, I think that's one thing that Nashville really could use as a food hall and I know there's been a lot of talks and Several so different neighborhoods, Germantown, Wedgewood, Houston, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but nothing's really come to fruition yeah. yet. So I mean I it's be looking surprised. It's
2: looking good. Like there is, I don't I mean, I don't know when they're planning to open it, but I mean it's it's looking very optimistic and there's like a big like schematic plan yeah. like in the kitchen and it looks very impressive.
1: What did you uh. say, like, Jalagest or something?
2: Jalagest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe
1: Jalagest.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you should totally talk to them there. Yeah. I mean, they're just awesome people and so funny. I know. I feel like there's comedians, to
0: them. <laughs> That's great. And I'm sure nice to have a community. It's kind of, some of our episodes on the podcast will be about co-working, but it's almost like co-working for, yeah. you know, people in the restaurant in the food industry. So. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for taking time to be on the show today. I'm really excited to just continue to get the word out about Cocos and see where you guys go in the future. That's
2: amazing. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks for <laughs> having us.
0: <laughs> the music in this episode is provided by Carrie Ann Larson. She is a singer-songwriter who strives to write songs that people hear their own stories in. You can find her music, including her latest single, Fairweather Friend, on all digital platforms.